Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of TechSperts. My name is Troy Bargeman, an electrical EIT and project manager with GBA in the Mission Critical Group. Today's episode, we'll be discussing LiDAR with our guest, Terry Freeman. Terry Freeman is the manager of LiDAR operations at GBA, been here for about nine years in the surveying group, um, been in the surveying industry for about 25 years. And Terry has also graduated the one-year Geographical Intelligence Specialist course. Could you touch on that really quick? So in uh, 1998, I joined the United States Marine Corps, and the uh, MOS I chose was uh, Geographical Intelligence Specialist. And the uh, course for that was trained in uh, Fort Belvoir, Virginia. It consisted of a one-year class approximately 1,100 classroom hours. We learned lane survey, terrain analysis, and satellite imagery um, analysis, so. Cool, cool. Uh, could you tell me a little bit more about LIDAR and what it is? So LIDAR is, a, is actually an acronym. It stands for Light Detection and Ranging. Um, what it does is it shoots out laser pulses. Um, the one that we have shoots out approximately a million points per second. Um, everything that the laser touches, it creates a data point. So anything that it actually collects is a measurable point and it creates what um, it's called a point cloud. It's just a, it's also called reality capture, I guess sometimes people call it that. Um, that's actually a trademarked <laughs> uh, term because there's actually a company named reality capture I believe but anyways what it does is it it can locate objects without having to physically occupy its location gotcha okay um, before we get too far into lidar what are some other comparable technologies um, other other uh, methods of um, detection and ranging are um, sonar which is underwater lidar radar there's also infrared ranging and ultrasonic ranging and laser ranging. They all they're all very useful technologies just for their for their own specific reasons. So gotcha. Okay. It's like radar, you know, airplanes use radar. Um, sonar is obviously, you know, submarines, boats. Yep. Things like that. Okay. Yeah, I always think of sonar on my dad's fishing boat. His yeah. graph. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So I know you're in the surveying group here at GBA. So how do you guys apply LIDAR to surveying? So we purchased what is called a mobile LIDAR unit. Um, basically it's a, um, it's just, it's the same technology as aerial LIDAR. Um, basically we just mount the, the scanner to the back of a, a vehicle and we can collect data while we're driving down the road. So. Okay. What are some of the benefits of putting it on a vehicle rather than another device? Um, well, it, it they, they all have their own um, uses. Uh, aerial LiDAR is very accurate over large areas of um, space. And a lot of times we um, compile our data with theirs, but they will do everything that we call um, soft surface. So everything outside of the road surface and they will collect all everything that's grass, ground, um, under trees. It can pick up data under trees. Um, mobile LiDAR, we can collect 
the entire highway um, interchange. You know, we can take multiple passes going up and down the highway. And it, it's really a safety aspect. It keeps the survey guys from having to actually physically occupy the position to locate, like, the paint stripes out in the middle of the highway. Sure. Or um, it's very good for terrain analysis or for surface analysis, I guess, of the highway. So you can tell, you know, is the road buckling? Is the, you know, is there a lot of potholes? You can see all that stuff within the LIDAR data. So. Okay, cool. I didn't realize it was that detailed, picking oh, yeah. up road stripes and stuff too yeah that's really cool the the uh, software that we actually use um you can actually see uh, it picks up uh, intensities because everything that the laser hits it returns with a different intensity so paint stripes will return it uh, come back with a different intensity than the asphalt will so if you look at uh, the point cloud in an intensity view you can actually isolate just the point, the paint stripes. Okay. So everything will disappear except for the paint stripes. Then the, the tools that we have will basically automatically extract those or draw a line on top of the paint stripes. So it speeds up the whole process like tremendously. Another another good uh, benefit is speed. Um, traditional survey, um, say a two man field crew can survey approximately a thousand feet a day on a, on a good day um, if you have to fight traffic anything like that it's obviously going to slow you down um, mobile lidar i can ex uh, we've collected um, approximately 150 miles in a day oh wow so the, yeah. the speed <laughs> speeds a lot faster so just a little bit okay cool so after you collect all that data i mean that's a lot of a lot of points of data that you have to collect. Um, so how are you processing all of that? So what we do is we we uh, have to save everything to an external hard drive. We then copy it to the server um, with a direct connection to the server. Um, when it's originally collected, it's a fairly small data size, roughly five to six gig. But once we start processing it and telling it that these are actually going to be point clouds, the data explodes. I mean, it, it grows probably 50 times. So one project will be anywhere from, you know, 500 gig to a terabyte of data. Oh, wow. So we have to have pretty beefy machines to be able to handle all that. So once it's uh, copied to the server, um, we process it to make sure that all the passes um, so if you drive down the highway uh, one direction and then turn around and come back the other direction, those are considered two different passes. So we have to make sure that all the passes are correctly aligned. Uh, we move all the data to known survey control, um, run analysis checks to make sure that our control hits good. Um, we also have the field crews, uh, traditional uh, take check shots, verification shots, um, across the the road surface, you know, just to to make sure that the data that we're kicking out is actually good. Um, a lot of times, we've found that the the lidar is so much more accurate than just a GPS rover. Okay. That the control, you know, might be a few uh, a tenth off or you know whatever, and then so we go back and run levels, make sure everything's adding up correctly. So. Right. 
lining up correctly. Um, once we get everything processed, make sure we have a good uh, tight point cloud. Then we um, apply all the photos. So while we're, while you're driving down the highway, it's also collecting a series of six photos every one second. Okay. So you can colorize the point cloud using those those photos. Um, you basically just go in and say, you know, the the tip of this chevron is the tip of this chevron in the scan data. Um, so you're basically just telling it how to align. It colorizes the point clouds, and then once that's done, we export it um, to a, a format in which our software can read, and then the guys can bring it in and start extracting all the uh, survey data out of it. Okay. So can you, I guess, create nice 3D imagery of all this stuff too, or is... That's probably not what you do with most of the data anyways, but. Yeah, most of the time we use the photos um, just to verify what we're seeing in the scan data. Okay. A lot of times you'll get an object that's relatively small. Um, you know, you're collecting data roughly 40 to 50 miles an hour. So occasionally you'll get an object that you can't really tell what it is just by looking at the point cloud. So you use the, the photos and, and they align in a, in a 3D sense with the, the survey data. So then you can see your line work on top of the, the photo and really helps analyze what you're looking at, you know. So um, we can create 3D views. It's gonna look kind of pixelated. I don't know if you ever seen like a, a pointillism picture. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really, oh sure. It yeah. looks like a photo or something, but it's just dots. That's exactly what the LiDAR does, okay. you know. So okay. it's going to look all pixelated and everything. So, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so then what do you guys use the data for? I guess, what are you extracting it into? Um, just like any of the, uh, the survey data that we've always provided for all the other departments in the topographic surveys, you know, we have, have all the brake lines, um, ground shots, we create a surface. We basically create my department, what we do is once we get everything extracted, we can export that data and kick it out as a point file. And then the survey department can import it and it looks just like the data that they would have received from the field guys and, okay. you know, traditionally surveying it. So, okay. Uh, what groups do you work with internally at GBA or do you work with any other external groups outside of GBA? Uh, we work with a lot of engineering firms outside of GBA, um, basically because they don't own the, the technology of the mobile LiDAR. Um, it is a very expensive piece of equipment, and a lot of companies just don't want to take that leap. So they would re much rather team up with, with us and have us collect the data, extract the data, and then just pass it on to them. Um, any group that requests um, traditional survey you know we we can handle uh surveying it with with lidar just as easy we also have the technology you know for aerial lidar terrestrial lidar um terrestrial lidar is basically just a a, a man operated machine on a tripod so you, you can move it from spot to spot and scan so you know those are useful for indoors or or any place that you can't physically drive the mobile LiDAR, you know, sure. you can drive up and down the road or in a parking lot with the mobile, but 
you want to get around the building, you can also do that with a, a terrestrial or uh, aerial LIDAR. So. Okay. so we team up a lot with Linux. Yeah. You know, and and create just uh, huge projects. They do all the everything outside of the pavement. We we collect the pavement just because of the accuracy okay. that we get. I'm assuming they're probably doing the aerial part. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Um, what's one of your favorite projects you've worked on using Lino? Oh, gosh. I'm making um, you think. Yeah. We did a uh, 54 highway project. Well, actually, it was multiple highways. It was three different highways in uh, Wichita. And um, one of the guys that's been with us for, been with GBA for 30 some years has moved into my department, Jeff Cummins. And he sat down and created a, um, a database for uh, sign inventory. So it was a sign inventory job over roughly, oh, let's see, I think it, the total length was about 54 miles of highway. And KDOT wanted all the signs uh, an inventory of all the signs so the tool that jeff basically built he was able to go in and tell you know you can say this sign is a uh, a rectangle it's three by five you know what's on the sign and then also provide uh, the photo numbers so it was a very intensive job it took quite a while and uh but I think the data that we were able to kick out from it was was pretty cool. You know, it's not one of our traditional uh, topo jobs, so it was kind of right. neat to see what else you can do with the data and and different ways of processing it. So. Okay. Can you detect different colors? Yes. Okay. One of my one of the jobs that I did at a different job um, was roughly a half mile of underground storm drainage. Uh, it was a storm box, um, double-celled, but then there was areas in it where they pieced it together. So there's, you know, parts of it are, are big rock, and part of it is brick, parts of it are concrete, part of it is just natural stone. And uh, homeless people were living in it. Oh. So all throughout the entire pipe is just graffiti. Well, it's completely dark, and the LiDAR itself can scan in the dark. It doesn't need any any light for itself. Now, if you want photos, that's where the light comes in. So it's just completely dark. I had a headlamp on scanning the box, but once you bring that data into the computer, it's not true colors, but you can tell the different colors that they used in all their graffiti because each color has a different roof reflectivity right so the return that it was getting from the laser is is a different so you can tell you know if they painted something white or or black or yellow or green you can't tell what those true colors are without the photos but you could tell that they were different colors so it was uh, some of the graffiti was uh, very vibrant i guess <laughs> very very colorful in multiple ways you know <laughs> that's cool so that you can kind of figure all that out yeah so yeah um even uh with the mobile lidar if you're driving slow enough to pick up enough points to get a nice dense point cloud over a sign you can read the sign just 
just from the point cloud because you really? can tell that it's different colors. So wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. What's what's an ideal speed to be driving then? Um, typically on like highways, we try to keep it around fifty or lower. Um, we can collect at highway speeds, but the more the slower you're able to drive, the more dense the point cloud is going to be. Right. So if you're not safe to drive at a lower speed, you can, uh, you know, do 60, 65. You just have to take multiple passes on each lane just to make sure you're getting good dense coverage. So. Okay. But even at that, you know, how long does it take to drive five miles? You know, you drive down and back in, you know, 10 minutes. Right. And you're done with with five mile stretch of road so. <laughs> so if you have to make a couple passes yeah eh. yeah it's not you're you're not losing anything by taking a couple extra passes right okay getting extra data so okay cool um are there any other applications or future applications that you're looking into with lidar oh there's a there's so many different opportunities that you could chase um floor flatness jobs you know for new construction Oh, I've done those before with a, a terrestrial scanner. You know, set a set a tripod up in the middle of a brand new warehouse and scan it in multiple places and do uh, floor flatness uh, analysis right. on on that. Um, we've done jobs where they just want um, power line clearance elevations. Um, you know, we drove twenty eight miles for that, and all they wanted to tell was what was the elevation of the, of the power lines, you know? Okay. So, um, we're actually chasing a job in, uh, Washington state. It's uh, 600 miles of, um, county road that they want, um, just the point cloud on. So, you know, it's nothing else that we have to extract or anything, just tie to tie the point clouds together and kick it out to them. So okay. we're chasing that. One, one thing that I saw at a conference that just absolutely blew my mind, um, they would go into a building as the building was being constructed with a terrestrial scanner and, and scan everything. So what that does is if you go in daily and scan everything, you know exactly where all the electricity is run through the building, where the, uh, all the, HVAC or, or, uh, is all run, sprinklers, um, water lines, everything. Then at the end of the project, what they did was they had it all stitched together and exported it, and you could walk through the building with a tablet. And it was a geo-reference tablet, so it knew exactly where it was, which direction it was facing. So you could point it at a wall and be able to see all your water lines, sewer lines, electric lines running through the building as you looked around. So things like that, I don't know why any anybody that owns a building would not want to know or have that sort of data at their fingertips. It's that would just, be so incredible. It'd be awesome. <laughs> well, you could save so much time and oh, yeah. effort. Yeah. No, just, no more knocking holes in the wall to look for the electrical or, right? or water lines. Oh, no, we had a water line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, no more of that. No. So. Awesome. But as far as new jobs, it's kind of, the possibilities are endless, you know. That's what it sounds like. Um, 
restoration jobs. You know, if they have a, a an old building that they want to relocate or whatever, you can use this technology to help, you know, scan it and, and move the building and get everything put back exactly as it was or, you know, figure out what it used to look like before parts of it started falling off or something like that, you know. So, yeah, it's... It's an amazing technology, and uh, I'm excited to see where it goes in the future. So, well, cool, Terry. That's all. That all sounds really cool. Kind of heard about lidar, and I know we use it, but I never understood how or what for or any of that. So, yeah, our uh, our department's getting ready to move to a different building, so I would say to come over and check us out. But uh, I think in August we're going to be moving over to South Lake. So, but yeah, you guys need to come by and check out the. The technologies that we use and right see what a point cloud looks like firsthand so. yeah i mean it sounds like we could use some of this for what we do in mission critical as well especially just existing buildings going in retrofits that it could help a lot yeah yeah so. it's it's neat technology yeah awesome well i appreciate your time today terry um i think this was a great conversation so awesome thanks for having me that wraps up today's episode of Techsperts. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed listening in. We will see you on the next one.